Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Um, today I have a special guest, an old friend of mine I haven't seen in years. Um, somebody has seen me down mentally and everything, you know, somebody I still consider a dear friend, you know. I'm going to do something to you guys, my friend, my brother, Brian Rodriguez. How are you, man? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. I don't have, like I said, I have no complaints. I'm doing quite well, actually. That's good. That's good. So let's get into this podcast episode. My first question, I always ask this question to everybody that comes on the um, show. I'm going to ask you, how is your mental health? You know, it's it's a roller coaster. It's up and down uh, each and every day. Um, it's, I'm a new I'm a new dad. You know, I'm trying to be a better husband. I'm trying to be somebody's boss. You know, I'm trying to be my own boss. So there, there's a lot of uh there are a lot of hurdles in in terms of mental health that i i still struggle with on a day-to-day basis that's good that's good um i like to ask that question because i feel like if i saw brian i'd be like hey brian how are you he could be like i'm okay but if i ask how's your mental health that opens the door for a deeper question you know um it does like we like to ask we need to ask that question more often to people just to somebody that you see to say hey, how's your mental health how you doing so thank you so um answer that i love i love your answer there's no right answer to that question guys but i love I, like this is special to me because i know brian for a long time <laughs> i seen from where he came from and where he's at now you know having a family you know married you know just out there you know selling these real estate properties <laughs> like he just doing it you know and i'm just just, just a proud little brother man i mean since i mean since since you've known me you know i've always been the type of person to kind of mask like how I feel, uh, whether that be drinking, um, isolating myself. And, you know, I've always felt like whatever my problems are, are, are just that they're my problems. So I don't really care to talk about them. Um, I've seen how it can be used to be thrown back in your face. Yeah. And I'm just a firm believer. If you're going to be here to help, be here to help. Don't be here just because you want information. Don't be here, you know, just because you just want to be nosy, you know, genuinely and authentically be here to to be here to to be that shoulder you know to 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 be that strong support and i feel like um before we get to the next question i feel like you was always there um trying to get emotional i always felt like you was that person to me you know always supportive you know i got on your damn nerves and everything but i feel like you was always supportive to me and stuff like that you know not knowing a lot of people and stuff like that like you know, in the gay community and stuff like that. And then, you know, I think like you and another friend I had, my friend Nays, the only friends, you know, black male gay friends that, to, you know, to, didn't judge me and stuff like that, that didn't, you know, probably got on your nerves, you know, it is what it is. But like, you really like saw something in me and stuff like that, you know, and to see your growth now again is dope. You know, I might not talk to Brian every day or every, you know, month or whatever it is. <laughs> but I see on Facebook and stuff and Snapchat his growth, like this boy, you know, worked his way up, you know, the stuff that he's been through and to see 
you know, you're living in Florida now, you know, Fiverr, mm-hmm. congratulations on that, man. I'm so Thank happy you. for you. You know, marriage, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, all the stuff that you wanted, you know, you manifested and it's, it's here. I mean, when, when, when you met me, I was, I was actually in a very low place in my life myself. So, you know, by both my parents being in the Navy, it was kind of a, a tough love sort of thing. So it's always yeah. kind of, you know, there's no sense of you sitting there and sulking in it, you know, yeah. get up and get up and do something about it. And, you know, I, un- unfortunately, I kind of handled you the same way, like, all right, so, okay, we feel this way, what are we going to do about it? Let's, 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 let's do something and let's move on. And, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, if I wallow in it, but I wallow in it silently. And when you would wallow in it, you know, you were very vocal about it. And, you know, my approach, and I had to understand that my approach wasn't always the best approach. Um, So sometimes you just have to realize who your audience is at that time and then kind of, you know, maneuver, you know, based on that. But but yeah, when when you met me, I was in a very bad place. I didn't have a job. Um, I was in a really, and I'm not going to pick this person apart, but I was in a really terrible relationship um that was not healthy for me at all and it was more of a facade to keep me occupied for the moment and you know once you know once I let that go or once it dissolved however you you know you may recall it my life got better once I got rid of that particular individual so um you know sometimes like I'm very spiritual so when they say that God removes people from your life you know to make room for something better they really do because i would have never met my husband had i still been in a tumultuous situation and he was a person that built me up told me that i was capable of doing any and everything and you know that i don't care i don't really care to put my business out there but you know once i got out of jail it was kind of like listen i can't sit here and make excuses as to why i can't do this or that and, you know, I prayed and, you know, God opened up a door and gave me a chance. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm very grateful for that. So you, you, anytime you're dealing with, you know, deteriorating mental health, you have to have a very strong support system. Otherwise, you will never get to where you need to go. Yeah. And I'm glad. Thank you uh, for saying yes to come on. Because, you know, I've seen you know, part of your life mentally struggling and stuff like that, stuff that you've been through, you know, you mentioned in jail and just like stuff that I've seen, you know, I've seen that, you know, how your mental health was and like how you are now, you know, but my next question for you, right, is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you as a child? You know, it, it, it was never really talked about, you know, I, I, I did talk to my mom about it, um, a little while later, and I talked to, to my dad about it also. I had two separate conversations with them. And, you know, growing up, you know, I'm I'm half Dominican and half Black, but primarily, you know, I grew up in a Black household. So yeah. it was, you know, it was kind of what goes on in this house stays on, you know, stays in this house sort of thing. And, you know, there were things that occurred that we were never to talk about. We kind of just yeah. had to be adults earlier than what we were required to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my mom's side of the family was very hush hush. We, we didn't talk about a lot, you know, she never, and, and I love my mom to death. I love her dearly. Yeah. But, yeah, I, met his, know, I met his mom. His mom was cool to say, <laughs> don't play about her uh, kids. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but back then it was, she wasn't, 
she wasn't in the place that she was in. And I, and I realized that, you know, my grandmother, you know, struggled with mental health issues. My mother struggled with mental health issues. Uh, yeah. Some of my aunts, um, I don't really talk to a lot of my male cousins. Um, I'm not sure how they cope or deal with it, but, you know, it, it wasn't something that a conversation was never had. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it that way. Whereas though, on my, on my dad's side of the family, it was also never talked about. It was kind of joked about um, more so. They kind of made jokes and kind of played it and they acknowledged it, but swept it under the rug. Yeah. And, and, and that was the difference between the two. My, my mom's family never acknowledged it. They just, it was, you know, they kind of turned a blind eye. And my, my father's side of the family, they acknowledged it, but just kind of swept things under the rug. So neither one of them really talked about it. And yeah. Surprisingly enough, um, I have a younger sister and um, I have a lot of younger sisters, but um, my younger sister, Sharnice, is probably one of the most instrumental tools in helping me get to where I need to go. Um, she has a lot of that, that, that girl, she's got a lot of wisdom. So she kind of helped open that family floodgate. Let's talk about our issues. Let's, if we're not okay, let's, let's tell each other we're not okay. And then we can lift each other up that way. Um, love that question. Uh, I mean, I love to ask that question because like everybody grows up differently and it's always good to see different answers to that question. Like I said, there's no right answer to these questions, guys. It's just um, my experience and um, Brian's experience, you know. My next question for you, there's a stigma, right, surrounding men, mental health, but mm -hmm. there's a stigma surrounding men's mental health where it says, you know, you can't cry, you can't be weak, you have to man up, you know, get over it. Um, what do you say to that stigma? I say fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just blatantly going to put it out there. I say fuck yeah. it because even though we are men, we are also human, yeah. and it's 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 kind of we have a quote unquote uh, social responsibility to be strong and not show emotion or or be weak. And yeah. I think that I think that. I, I'm going to blatantly say, like, I think it's bullshit that we're not allowed to have feelings or emotions or or to cry or, you know, that, and these are things that my mother and father have always told me that it's okay to do. Um, you know, I I can't even tell you, I'm a crybaby. I, I, I just am. When I, when I get overwhelmed uh, more so, I, I do cry. I cry by myself, <laughs> but... It, it's a form of me getting it out, you know, because I also had a very bad anger issue. So I don't allow things to build um, anymore. So if I'm feeling a certain way, I like to talk it out. Um, you know, I don't want my, I don't want my, I mean, he's my nephew, but you know, he, he's adopted, but yeah. I don't want him to feel as though that he can't communicate how he's feeling. Um, anytime he's upset or sad, if I see his faces, you know, if he goes from happy to, you know, showing like he's a little emotional, I'll ask him like, what's wrong? Like, come on, let's talk about it. You know, get it out, get it out now. Um, because it, it's okay for you to be annoyed, frustrated, sad, upset, Yeah. but you can't, you, you can't sit in that. You know, we gotta, let's talk about it and let's figure out how we fix it. Let's move on. And there's going to be other hurdles you're going to have to jump over, but as long as I'm alive, you know, we're going to, we're going to get through it together. Yes, 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 yes. 
I said the same thing about stigma. Um, it just said that, you know, as men, we have to suffer, you know, in silence. And not even just men, just like it's gay men out there, gay black men out there that, you know, that get double stigma, stigmatized. You know, you stigma, like judge for being black, you judge for being gay. And they feel like they can't say nothing. They feel like they got to struggle. They feel like they can't talk to nobody. Guys, there is so many resources out there. I volunteer for NAMI. Bucks PA, I run, I help co-facilitate a lot of support groups. They are free, not intended to replace therapy, but there are resources out there. They got so many resources out there. If you don't feel like you don't want to talk to a therapist, you know, there's support groups, you know, out there that's free, you know, church groups, whatever, you know, get some, some community to talk to somebody. It leads into my next question. Before we get into the next question, I say this on every episode. Anybody out there that's struggling? If any thoughts of suicide or any suicide ideation or just any deep dark depression, a suicide prevention lifeline is out there. The number is 988. All you have to dial is 988. I'm going to ask you a question, Brian, but I'm going to answer it first, right? Have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide or suicide ideation? I'll start first. So I don't think I ever told Brian this, right? I told, he probably seen Facebook or something like that, but... Um, Whew. Um, I feel like when I met Brian, like I, when I was a mess too, he said he was a mess. I was a mess too and stuff like that. But I feel like a part of me didn't tell him or anybody because like, I tried to forget it. But, you know, as a child, guys, y'all know the story. I was sexually abused by two of my male cousins. And um, that didn't really, I really, really get to me or affect me until like I'm 32 now. It didn't affect me until I got 26, 27. I think I was damn in it when I met Ryan. And um, I didn't, like, thinking about all my life and everything, you know, Ryan, know I've been suicidal before times. I wanted to kill myself, try to kill myself, or whatever that looks like. Um, I felt like, so now I realize I have issues with men, trusting men and stuff like that. So a lot of that, when I look back on my life, which is, like, I just think about, like, the trust that I didn't have for somebody that was there for me, you know, lost my mom 2019, nine months later, lost my sister. So, you know, suicidal thoughts still are in my mind, you know, like past couple of days, I had to take off of work because I just been depressed and suicidal, just, you know, trying to get better day by day. And um, guys, if you're out there struggling, you know, please call the Suicide Prevention Life 988, free support groups, church group, talk to somebody that you trust and remember, not everybody's going to understand mental health, you know, and that's okay. Just talk to somebody that's going to listen to you and understand. Your turn, Brian. Uh, I've, I've had suicidal attempts um, once in high school, uh, actually twice in high school, um, and then once, uh, I may have been 24, 23, uh, where I tried to OD at work. Um, you know, I just, there was just a lot of stuff that was piling up it was just like one thing on top of the other on top of the other and um you know when I when I was growing up but by the time I turned uh I like to say 13 um my parents split apart when I was around 11 or 12 um and that took that took a huge kind of toll on me um you know you know you see your parents together happy then next thing you know boom they're divorcing and uh, my mother became uh, very dependent on alcohol. Uh, my, my dad lived in Louisiana at the time. And, 
she used to beat us. She beat us badly um, to the point where, you know, I eventually was taken away. I was living in three different shelters and then, you know, two different foster homes. And, you know, I just was like, I don't want to do this. I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to live my life like this anymore. Like, you know, I'm asking God, like, why me? Like, why are you doing this to me? And, you know, after those first two suicide attempts, um, you know, clearly they failed because I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was kind of like, well, you know, if this is what I'm meant to endure, then this is what I'm meant to endure. And I remember one thing my sister told me after the third one, she said, for you to leave this earth, there is nothing that bad. And it's extremely selfish of you to do something like that. And I had to, I had to make her or allow her to understand that when you are going through that, that, that mental fight, you're not thinking of anybody else. You're not thinking about, oh, is, is my mom going to be upset if I die? Is, you know, if, is my niece or nephew going to be okay? You just want to end it. it it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like a, and I, I refer to it like this. It's kind of like a wound that you just want to stop bleeding. It just won't stop. Yeah. And at, and at some point, at you know, at some point, I, w- I got tired of watching my wound bleed. So I had to go, I had to get something. I had to patch it over, you know, and let it heal itself. Yeah. And for me, um, you know, anytime I had to deal with anything mentally, it, I had to run away from it. I went and I left Philadelphia, went to Louisiana thinking that was going to solve the problem. I left Louisiana, joined the military thinking that was going to solve the problem. Those just made it worse. Um, and then I actually did end up talking to someone while I was in the military. Uh, and, I, and I realized that these are the things that I'm battling with, which is why I'm in abusive relationships, which is why I don't have a great relationship with my mother. Which is why I don't. Which is why me and my sister are so distant. Which is why me and my father don't talk. And you be, you tend to isolate yourself, and you have to have those difficult conversations at some point. Um, where I had to tell my mom, like, "Hey, like I hated you. I didn't like you. You you. I masked my disappointment and my hurt for you with trying to overly love you. Wow. And that didn't you know that didn't sit well with me." And I never wanted to hurt her. I never wanted to break her heart. I never wanted to see her cry. But I had to do that healing process for me. And let her know, like, I'm still pissed off at you. And I never got, I'm sorry. I mean, since then, yes, I have. Um, But, you know, after, you know, my mom never knew about the two um, suicide attempts in high school. I went through a bad, a really bad breakup um, when I used to live in Florida before, and I tried to drive my car off the road. Um, and I, this is why I feel like God always puts certain people in my life at a, at a particular period of time because the one person said, "You will get over this. You will get over this. You will live your life. You will be happy." You know, it may not feel like that right now but you have to allow time to do its job. And I think that's yeah. what, when we're going through, what we're going through up here, yeah. it's, I don't, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see 
a, a blue sky. I don't, I don't see any happiness, but we, we have to try to muster some sort of strength to move those rocks out the way to, to unveil um, the outside world to where the rain will stop. Now, it doesn't mean it's not gonna come back, but it will stop. So after that third attempt, I said, you know what? Screw this. I ain't doing this shit again. And one, these pills too goddamn expensive. And two, I'm not about to fuck up my body. By cutting myself up, uh, I'm just, I'm not gonna do it. I, and if I do die at some point, I don't want it to be because of something I was temporarily going through and decided to permanently end it all. And plus, if I get into a car accident, I don't want nobody looking at my mangled body. I'm too damn cute for that. You always turn this <laughs> joke. Um, um, thank you for that. Um, like I said before, um, you know, anybody that's out there struggling, any thoughts of suicide, any suicide ideation, the suicide lifeline, version number is 988. Make sure you guys, if you or someone you know is struggling, make sure you got that number. And I want to commend you just for like all you have, you know, gone through. You know, I have seen you cry, Brian. I don't know if you remember, but I have seen you cry. And um, like, okay, let's get to the next question. Um, the next question, right? Do you have a group of friends that hold you accountable for if you're struggling mentally? Or family, no matter, friends or family. Yes. Yep, I do. Um, like I said, I have I have I have brothers and sisters, but I'm close to one in particular and if i'm if i'm fucking up she's gonna call me out on my shit and you know i i do the same for her and the thing is if we we have to own our own bullshit sometimes sometimes we got to be like you know what i took a shit there and it stink and instead of just walking away from it we got to go clean it up acknowledge what you've done um and and again, you move on. I I don't I don't sit in anything anymore. Like I I can't I can't do it. And you know now that I have you know my my kid, I have to set that example. You know I want him to go out and be a functioning member of society. I want him to understand feelings, and I want him to understand like what's okay, what's not okay what you should say versus what you shouldn't say and let him know that everything gets better every everything gets better so we are we we are we are both sitting here right now talking to one another so you know i don't know how that feels and you know i honestly thinking back at it in hindsight probably should have been there a lot more for you when you know when your mom passed away i don't know what that feels like and for anyone who who has gone through that, it's it's. It, I think it's hard for me to identify because it hasn't happened to me yet, and it's just like you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, um, yeah. and you know, my sister and I talk about that a lot. Like, you know, what happens if my mom or my dad dies, yeah. and you know, I know how me how close me and my mom are, and I know how close me and my dad are. But I think I'm going to lose it a lot more when my mom goes. If she goes at an old age, I think I can be okay. I can. I think I'll be a little. I'll be a little bit better in terms of my mentality, 
because, okay, she's lived a long life. She's lived a fruitful life. She's lived a very colorful life. And she has traveled and seen what she wants to see. And she went when she was ready to go. And, you know, like I said, you know, you dealing with that and your mom and your sister, the two women on this earth that I'm the closest to, I, I, I don't know how I particularly would handle that, but you're still standing, you're, you're doing this, which I I feel is really great. You're giving a a lot of other people the platform to, to talk about, you know, mental health and you are, you've grown yourself. You probably don't think you've grown as much, but you have. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying. And you know know what, that's all we can do. It's conversations like this that like I love to have. Like no matter who I have on, it could be anybody from, you know, like Big Brother or MTV Challenge, reality stars. I ain't kind of sure. No, it don't matter who it is. But like conversations like this that people that know me and you know, I like I don't I don't expect nobody that didn't lose a mom or sister to understand. You know, like try to understand or try to sympathize with it and stuff like that. But I can say one day one thing that you know I'm trying to get emotional. That's why I'm laughing. One thing I can say about you, Brian, I think you never turned your back on me, no matter how much I got in hers. No matter how much you probably want to cut you off face, stuff like that, you know, you just never turned your back. But I do want to say that, you know, I I feel bad because I think I turned my back on you when you need me the most one time. And, like... I turn my back on you, and that's not my um, character at all. If you're um, referring to what I think you're referring to, yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> I mean, no days. I mean, you, mean, you know what? No but you know what the I, thing is. But you know what the thing is. We're not going to go backwards. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't. Anybody within that situation, I don't wish any ill will towards. You know, for for that person in particular. Yeah. I hope that they're living their life. I hope that they're thriving and whichever, if they want to go north, south, east, or west, I, that's none of my business. That's not I, I get what you're saying, but I talk about me because I bring this up. I brought up in therapy, like recently, I was like, you know, stuff that I would always bring up, like people been there for me and stuff like that. And I, was, I always remember this one time that I turned my back on somebody, but I quickly recovered because I was like, hold on, this is not me. And if I got to go live in the streets and go back to my mom, I was like, I don't give a fuck. So I didn't care at the point and stuff like that. But I just saying to you, you know, I turned, you know, you never turned your back on me. Like, I, you know, I, we know what the situation, what, what happened and stuff like that, but you never turned your back on me. And I, that's one thing I do regret. I don't have no regrets like that. That's one thing I do regret because you always been nice to me. I met you first, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's time you should have put you in my face, should have hit me with a bottle. It's like, you know, it's time oh you should have did a lot. <laughs> it's time that. I didn't deserve your brotherhood or friendship because like you was trying to be there. But now that I think about like stuff that I've been through, you know, realizing maybe like, you know, hanging out with guys, like that was a, a part of my life where I just really didn't realize I didn't trust men, you know, you know, being molested by two of my male cousins and stuff like that. If your cousins could do that to you, you know, it's like trust, you know, but um, I was going to say, um, I love you, brother. I still got more questions, but I just say I love you. Like, um, guys, his love growth, you y'all don't understand his <laughs> growth. His growth is like, uh, a lot. I just <laughs> admire your growth. Like, I might not hit, like I said, I might not hit you up like that, but I see it on Facebook, Instagram. You was out here doing your thing, you know. I saw you said you was going to be a five. I was so happy for you and everything. 
you know. Um, one, one thing one thing I will say is, and this may sound very, very arrogant. I know I'm destined for greatness. Yeah. If, whether nobody else believes it, I know for a fact I am. I, I validate myself. And, you know, like I have a very strong spiritual relationship with God. So when, if I'm at work and somebody got on my nerves, I will close my office door. I'll sit there and I'll be like, listen, Lord, I know you, you've been working on me for, for some years. And I, I just, I need you to, to, to be in the midst right now, yeah. right now. Um, but, you know, back like in terms of, you know, you feeling like you abandoned me or, you know, whatever the case is, I don't hold, I don't hold a grudge, never have, um, you know, I'll probably, I will probably say maybe my distance may have showed that, yeah. but I knew that I needed to, I, I needed to focus on me, yeah. you know, so I don't, I don't hold anything against you um, or anybody for that matter. Um, everything sequentially happened for some sort of divine reason. And that's part of my story. And I'm okay with that. You know, um, you know, so, you know, we gotta, yeah. you know, we just gotta live our lives. That's all. Yeah. And your mental health comes first before anybody. So, you know, I definitely understand that, you know, so um, my next question for you, what are some good coping skills that you could recommend to someone or your son that is struggling with their mental health? And before he answer, guys, everybody coping skills are different and what may work for him may not work for you. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, for me, I journal a lot. I like to write. Um, yeah. and, and shout out to my sister-in-law, LJ. Um, one, I think for Christmas, not last year, but the year before, um, she bought me a journal. And I wrote in that journal every day whether I was having a good day, a bad day, um, whether I wanted to cut somebody out, whatever the case is, it helped me to, to get it out. And I don't have the best singing voice, but um, everybody knows. You right. No, Mariah's my girl. And <laughs> I will, you know, I'll throw on, you know, a CD or, or a song of hers. And listening to music will help mellow me out also. Yeah. So for me, it's it's music and writing. And, you know, I, I my child does not like to write. He does not like to put a pencil or a pen in his hand. Um, <laughs> but I, I realized that video games, when he's feeling a little, uh, um, that video games help calm him down. And if, if, if that's what helps him, listen, if, it, if it's a tool that's going to help you, I'm here for it. But I also want you to find alternative methods just in case that doesn't necessarily work. Because I, I work out, I write, I read, I listen to music. So I do all of those depending on whatever level I'm at. Um, so, you know, I, I, we have a chart and it's a chart of one to 10. And I'm like, what level are you at right now? <laughs> And if he's at level four, listen, go ahead, play a video game. You'll be over in about 10 minutes. For me, a level four, it, it's music. But if I'm at like a level one or two, I can write it out. When I'm at a seven or above, I got to go to the gym. Yeah. 
because then I'm told I'm, my body's too worried about exerting all that energy that I don't have. I don't even focus on what it is that then pissed me off or made me mad or upset me. My fat ass too busy trying to catch my breath. <laughs> crazy. Um, I got one more question, um, and then I guess some final um, thoughts. Um, my next question for you is: What can you tell someone that's struggling with their mental health? Why is important, you know, to put their mental health first? When you are mentally sound, you can help. You can actually help someone else. When you are not right mentally. It's kind of like, how can I help somebody if I can't help myself? The first thing, you know, the first thing that, you know, I would recommend somebody who is, who first is struggling, you need to seek help. It doesn't make you a weak person. It doesn't mean that you're defeated. It doesn't mean you're a punk. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're less of a a man or woman or child. It doesn't make you less than human. We all go through it. We just have to, we just have to normalize vocalizing our mental state at a particular moment and you know again there's plenty of resources out there for people struggling with mental health and again there there are there are going to be certain levels to, to, to that mental health some people are blindly at a 10 some people are at a nine some people are at an eight know where you're at identify where you're at and then you know and then talk to somebody sometimes we block things out and we're we need to acknowledge them you know so you know for me reach reach out to somebody whether it's somebody that you trust you know to because that's going to be a very key factor you ain't just gonna be putting your business out there to any and everybody and then you know half of south philly know your damn business and (laughs) that, that just and that you know that and that just makes it worse you know so somebody get get with somebody that you trust you know if you need to go to a meeting go to a meeting a lot of these things are free you know you know i'm a veteran so we had the veteran crisis you know veteran crisis line you know when i was when i was feeling suicidal i I told the lady i said listen i'm i'm not i ain't doing too hot you know i'm and then i wasn't even suicidal at that moment i'm just like listen i'm mentally i'm i'm in a rough spot i don't know what to do with myself you know, so there's tools out there. And people, and one thing I would like for people to understand, and this is going to sound really, really mean, they got to stop putting any business out there on Facebook or Instagram because half the people don't care. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. You know, so you know, my my, I, I'm not going to say this is for everybody, but some people are putting that out there for attention. But some people are out there because they really want to help. Yeah. And, and 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 that's okay. I can't tell somebody what to do, what not to post, what to post. But have half the people that you post out to will say that I'm here if you need to talk to me. Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. So, you know, re- do do your research, you know, look for you know therapy groups or you know yeah. find a friend. You guys can help each other, you know. Yeah. So I, I do recommend that. I, I've been I've been to my husband on a daily basis. I've been to my sister on probably a weekly basis. You know, so 
it's it's having that that strong foundation, a strong connection with somebody who can kind of help you through that. And eventually, I mean, you don't have to drop them off, but eventually yeah. you'll learn that the path that you're walking down, the cobblestones smooth out. Yeah. Um, I got one more question. I thought it was the last one, but tell me how has, <laughs> you know, marriage and being, you know, five and a half you mentally, how has that cha- changed you mentally? Child, it still stresses me. They just, they just, they just different stresses. My child stresses me on a hourly basis, sometimes a minutely basis. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, how do I explain this? They're different stressors, yeah. but there's, they're, they're stressors that I'm okay with. And they're, they're, stre- they're stressors that I can handle, you know, no marriage, no marriage is perfect. You know, we, yeah. we argue, you know, from time to time, um, you know, and, and my child, oh Lord, um, <laughs> he, he's being a child, you know, and by me being a first time parent, I'm, I'm learning all of this. So everything's a learning experience for me, you know, um, me and my husband got married very, very fast. And, um, you know, we were, we had gotten married and we still didn't know each other a hundred percent. So yes. surprisingly, um, we're still married, uh, actually on the 17th, sorry, the 18th, uh, will be our seven year. So hey, it's been long. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, there's days where they, there's days where one gets on my nerve and then the other one gets on my nerve, or sometimes they both get on my nerves the same day. <laughs> they you know both what? love you. They both love you. <laughs> they do, and 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 they do, and I and I love them back. And whenever they stress me out too bad, I can always hop in my bed. I can, you know, open a bottle of wine, watch me some TV, and 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 relax. And then you know what? My 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 kid gets up every morning, gives me a hug, and tells me he loves me. Oh. Um. He he's he's he's, and I'm not. I don't want to get too emotional, but he's you never give some, you never put that on someone to be your reason for living. And I, I love him to death. No matter how much he gets on my nerve, no matter how often I have to yell or scream at him, he's, he's, he's mine, you know, and that, that unconditional love that I feel from him, you know, sometimes he walks up to me. Sometimes he'll just walk up to me and be like, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. This morning he gets in my face, didn't brush his teeth or anything this morning. Hops on my bed. It's just like, hey, but I love you. I'm like, I love you too. And I, I'd love for you to go brush your teeth now. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, 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 and my husband is a man of very few words. He's not very social um, or vocal for that matter. Um, but his actions show that he cares and um you know if if any if that that entire stint that i did in cfcf um he was right there every day he was driving my mom up to the, he was driving my mom up to the jail um he was putting money in my books he was coming to see me on a on a weekly basis twice a week um and that's how i've always I don't say always because I'm I'm a very affectionate person. I like to hug. I like to kiss. I like to, 
to rub a dub dub. Um, but his 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 method of showing love is completely different. And I, I think I finally got to a point where um, I, th- I think I finally got to a point where I've, I've accepted that um, that the way that I love is not the way that he loves. But nonetheless, it, I still feel it. So um, although they're two different stressors, they're my they're my reason. They're my reason to keep going. They're my reason to want to be successful. They're my reason for you know, my, my husband deserves it all. And so does it, so does this little boy. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Rodriguez. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. Like it's just, you know, this is I like, everybody asks me, do I have a favorite episode? I think this is like might be one of my favorite episodes, even though it's not released yet. It's gonna release it, you know, when people listen to it, but just that I think it's like <laughs> I know Brian. Brian knows me. I see him at his worst. He see me at his worst. And um, even though we always shade each other and joke around, it's always love and stuff like that, you know, um, to Amen. see his growth, you know. But I was just want to say thank you for saying yes. Thank you for coming on and talking to the Health Podcast. This is good yes, to have sir. a conversation, a serious conversation, not, you know, talking shit to each other. Because so, uh, you, you like to bully me from time to time. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>